Welcome to the Friday edition of the State of the Division podcast for Just Baseball. This is the NL Central version of the State of the Division. I'm Ethan Madowski, big Cubs fan, joining me today in a Cardinals hat, though, because the Cardinals are the talk of the NL Central right now. Joining me today in a Pirates hat himself, Clay Snowden, big Reds fan. Um, Clay, how you doing, man? What are your thoughts on this division so far? Well, I'm doing well. I guess um, being a Reds fan, we might as well just start at the bottom of the division with the Cincinnati Reds. Coming in at 2-11 this year, they've had a tough schedule so far. Um, major injuries. Tyler Stevenson, Donovan Solano, Jonathan India, Mike Moustakis, Luis Castillo. The list goes on and on and on. Sinzel's missed a couple games as well. And um, too, too many of their main bats just batting under 200, 200 Ethan. This is just not an offense that has been able to do it. And right now the pitching can't carry them like the Brewers. Yeah, it, it, it's a tough road for the Reds. It's going to be a tough road for them without Castillo because they need at least somebody to hold down that rotation. Without him, it's going to be really tough. We saw a couple good starts from Tyler Maley, but I'm just curious for you, what is your biggest frustration with the Reds right now as an actual fan of the team? You were there on opening day, you know, seeing how this offseason went, the comments from the owner about where are you going to go? Right. You know, what, what, what are your biggest frustrations with this team right now? Well, that's a long list. Um, but honestly, it's just putting bat on ball. It's too hard. I mean, you, you have Votto striking out 40% of the time. Um, Aquino 50% of the time. These guys are getting everyday at bats. The depth's not there. Um, really, the one positive thing that Reds fans have to look forward to right now are the two young arms, Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green both getting their MLB debuts, both looking great and, you know, not flawless as you wouldn't expect from a rookie, but both of them look like what they've been made out to be. And um, the future is very bright for those two young arms. You know, I was really impressed with green watching him against uh, the Padres clay, you know, that's a really good lineup. And I mean, we've heard about this kid's stuff since he was the number one overall draft pick, you know, however many years ago that was already. And it, pops out at you right away you know he throws 100 throughout the game uh and he's got big wipeout stuff as well I, I was really impressed with green but I mean you know they can only do so much green and Lodolo who Lodolo you know got roughed up a little bit in his first start but settled in really nicely in his second start saw him using some gas up in the zone but I mean right now Clay they're in last play the Reds have by far the worst way to run straight a plus in the league 49 weighted runs created plus as a team. The next worst is the Diamondbacks at 67. I mean, obviously this is, you know, this is unsustainably bad, but I mean, they're going to have to find something. And, and with all these injuries and, and all the players that they lost this year, it's just too much to overcome right now for the Reds. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough path. They have a Tough weekend ahead of them with the Cardinals and then the Padres after that until we get back next week. So we'll see how it goes from there. All right, let's move up the division now, heading to the Pittsburgh Pirates, who actually haven't been terrible, Clay. Uh, I, I think that they've actually been playing some pleasantly surprising good baseball. And one thing that they did that caught a lot of people's attention before the season started was they shelled out an extension to Brian Hayes, eight years, $70 million, I believe is the figure. Does that suggest to you that they're actually serious about winning now? Or do you think that's just kind of a, a PR move trying to lock up their guy? What do you think that says about the Pirates organization? Fantastic move by the Pirates. Um, 
in 2020 in a shortened season, he looked great. Yep. And so far the, this year, 326, 356, 419. Um, at the very least, you have an elite level defender at the hot corner. Um, the other question is, okay, that's the one one of their future stars and cornerstones. How about Brian Reynolds, who is really struggling right now? He's swinging at pitches he did not swing at last year. Um, not getting on base and shooting the gaps as much as he did. It's still early. I'm not hitting the panic button. Um, I don't know if all the off-season rumors kind of have gotten to him, but um, the fact that they've been able to stay afloat like this without him really being at the top of his game has been impressive. And just so everybody knows, as we're recording this right now, the, the Pirates and the Cubs are in progress. Uh, they're in the top of the seventh, and the Pirates actually lead 4-3. Yoshi Sutsugo came through with a big two RBI double uh, to give the Pirates the lead in that game. But, you know, Reynolds is a guy that they locked up Kibrian. I mean, when is it time to lock up Reynolds? You know, they, they gave him this uh -huh. two-year deal so that he's good for this year and he's good for next year. Um, but he's still got a couple years of arbitration after that. Uh, and obviously there were big trade rumors, you know, the Marlins were apparently in big pursuit of him and he is a hot commodity on the trade market. Um, he is a great player and he's got a lot of years of control left. And certainly this hot start is not representative of the kind of player that he actually is. I mean, he's, he's a really, really good center fielder. Um, but at what point clay do you say, you know, let's make this the center fielder of the future. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be priority number one right now. Um, in addition to that, they need to find some pitching. Um, Jose Quintana is the only starter with the ERA under five. Mitch Keller looked great this offseason. We all saw the cute videos on Instagram of him throwing you know, near 100. Well, it has not translated. And right now, one of their better players is Daniel Vogelbach leading <laughs> off. You know, I love I watching Daniel Vogelbach bat leadoff you just don't see that type of player and that type of build a batting leadoff too too often but he's productive yeah i mean he i think he hit a homer tonight actually uh and and i may be wrong no i think that's his third of the year um but also it's been really hard to watch this pitching staff i mean mitch keller has really struggled out of the gate zach thompson who was a nice i thought was a nice trade piece coming over from the marlins i was yeah. a fan of his while he was on the marlins has not panned out so far. Gave up a grand slam to Christian Yelich, who we'll talk about in a little bit um, earlier this week. But they really need to find some pitching and find some pitching fast because they're in trouble. Uh, this weekend, they have the Cubs uh, in a four-game set at Wrigley. And then what do they have to start next week, Clay? Brewers. So you're yeah. you're looking right now at a team that's playing better than usual the past couple of years. I mean, you know, they're going to have a couple of division matchups right now, and it's, it's going to be exciting to talk about next week to see where they stand. Big couple matchups and a bit of a measuring stick early in the season for them to see where they get going. But I do think that the pitching will even out a little bit over the course of the yeah. year, and this team won't exactly be lingering around 500. Uh, but they are currently five and seven and uh, mid seven in Wrigley on a uh, possibility of becoming getting back to or one game under 500 at six and seven. All right. The team that they're facing off against is the next team we're going to talk about. And that is the Chicago Cubs. The Cubs currently sitting at six and six. Again, they're trailing the pirates four to three uh, midway through at the stretch at Wrigley field. Clay, Weird offseason for the Cubs. They kind of do this half-assed thing again that they've been doing for the past few years where they sign Marcus Stroman, they sign Seiya Suzuki. I mean, they have to be loving what they're seeing from Seiya Suzuki so far, but 
just your overall judgment of the Cubs so far as, as is this kind of what you expected from them? It's been weird. They're a strange watch. Seo Suzuki is the real deal. And oh, he's it's awesome. kind of a coin he's flip awesome. when you bring these players over sometimes, how good they'll be. He already has four home runs, by far the best hitter. Look at his Savant page. It's all reds besides the outs above average. The defense isn't quite there for him. Um, my question, and my question to you is, there's so many holes in this lineup. Like Patrick Wisdom, Frank Schwindel, those guys are just a huge mystery. When you break out at 29 yep. years old, yep. the flame burns faster. Yep. You know, when you come in the league and you're kind of late to it all, it seems to kind of get out sooner as well. Um, both have great pop, but wisdom striking out 37% of the time, mm-hmm. which is actually yep. down from last from, year where he struck out 40% it, of the time. of the time or whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, what, I, what do you make of this lineup? They have a couple dude, of big boppers and a couple of guys who don't hit for power at all. Like where, where do you see the offense going here? I have no idea. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's crazy, man. Like it's just the weirdest team. This team is just the weirdest team. Uh, I, I had no idea what to expect from them coming into the season. You know, I thought they could be easily an 85 win team. They could also easily be an 85 loss team. Uh, yeah, wisdom has been heating up a little bit the last few days. He hit a couple homers this week. Schwindel has a homer, you know, it's kind of like, you, you don't really know what you're going to get from them on a night mm-hmm. in night out basis, which is what you expect from guys that broke out at 28, 29 years old. You know, you don't really know, but yeah. um, I mean, like I said, Suzuki has been a revelation, but my biggest concern for the Cubs is that the pitching hasn't really been there at all. I mean, I had no idea what to make the, of this rotation before the season, except that Kyle Hendricks was in it. Um, you know, and, and, and we haven't really seen much from the rest. I, I, I Wade Miley hasn't pitched yet. Right. And, no, he is not. Um, He's injured, but yeah. Way Miley hasn't know. pitched yet. Hendricks has had a couple rough starts. Like he was pretty good the first time out against the Brewers. Ha- hasn't had, has had mixed results again. Like same thing as last year where he had some mixed results. Um, you know, I, I have no idea what to make of this team. Yeah. And I just want to throw oh, this weird. out there real quick. Who leads their team in saves? David Robertson at 37 years old, five and- <laughs> games, four saves, one hit given up. You know what? Um, he's I, looking like the old David Robertson that we all knew back when he played, you know, I guess 2012 or whatever last time. He you was know what? I do want to give a shout out to uh, Clay is a guy that uh, Colby Olson, who's on the AL East version of the state of the division, gave us a great stat in the group chat today, which is Keegan Thompson is leading the major leagues in, in B war this year uh, among starting pitchers. He's been a weapon for the Cubs, been doing kind of multiple different things for them. One thing I will say at, about the Cubs as before we move on from them is they have 123 weighted range creative plus as a lineup this year. That's third best in the major leagues. Um, they, they, they're solid. You know, the lineup has been producing so far, but how much it can hold up, we'll see going forward. Again, the Pirates this weekend, and then what comes next for them after the that? The Braves. The Braves. Big series for them. Braves team that needs to, we need to figure out what they're doing. Uh, all right, moving up the order again. Uh, is the Milwaukee Brewers. And, you know, I, I wrote in this season preview that we're going to have coming out that's kind of a, a week or two late, but still kind of will tell you how we feel about these teams heading into the season in the early parts of the season. Um, I wrote that if the Brewers don't have these three guys being absolutely perfect, they could be in real trouble. They could be a team, Clay, that could easily win. The Cubs could easily win 85 or lose 85. 
the Brewers could easily win 90 or lose 90, uh, depending on how their starting pitching does. And it hasn't been off to a great start. Yeah, they're they're starting pitching right now. Um, Corbin Burns has been pretty good. Freddie Peralta has struggled in the first inning for, for the majority of his career. Um, he's experiencing that issue again this year. Right now, ERA 11.57. Um, they're, they're just not off to the best start. And the question becomes, if this top three kind of falters a little bit or takes a step down from last year, how much slack can Eric Lauer, Adrian Hauser, in Aaron Ashby pick up. I like those options and they are quality pitchers, but are they going to pick up enough slack? But more so than talking about those three, their offense in this lineup, not five good. starters batting under 200. Yep. And Ethan, I have a question for you. Of anybody in their lineup, which offensive talent scares you? Is Christian Yelich still scary? You know, that's a great point, Clay, because I felt like he was swinging it a little bit better. You know, he hits this grand slam against the Pirates, and you're saying, okay, maybe the MVP kind of found his stroke. I looked at, at his numbers today, man. He's hitting – hold on. Let me get this right. I got away from the page. He's hitting 195. Yeah. I mean, he's getting on base at a 333 clip, which he's always going to get on base a lot. Maybe balls will start dropping for him a little bit. But he does only have the one home run. He's got four doubles, which is promising. So the power is starting to come back a little bit. We think, you know, maybe balls start landing for him and things will be a little bit better, but he is hitting 195 right now with a 699 OPS. And, and this lineup is pretty dismal, man. I mean, 85 weighted runs created plus as a team, 24th best in the major leagues, not going to cut it, especially they're going to need those three guys to be absolutely perfect. If this is how their lineup is going to be and Peralta, I mean, he looks really rough right now. Woodruff doesn't look great either. Burns got roughed up in his first start a little bit. Get, you know, three runs in five innings. I mean, for him, that's a rough start. But the way it looked wasn't great. But he's really bounced back with two great starts since. Um, the Brewers are hosting. Who are they hosting this week? So, yeah, the Brewers have the Phillies one game against the Giants. Kind of a makeup deal. And then the Pirates. Yeah. Um, and that leads us into the last team today. Ethan has the hat on today, so we'll let him start with the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh man, they, this is a really good team, Clay. I, I just got done watching them, uh, for you know, with the Marlins. They just finished up a three game set with the Marlins, uh, and and they are they're really good, they're really formidable. They they're do, a typical Cardinals team, yes, right? Yes, solid. They just they're so lot. freaking solid. They just do a lot of the little things, you know what I'm saying? Like, what worries they, you about this team? Anything the pitching a little bit, like the yeah. pitching's not great. Uh, Steven Matz has struggled. You know, can you really rely on Adam Wainwright to be your ace in 2022? Like, yeah, he's, he's old still as hell, but man, is he, he just he's nailed. still a horse, and all he does, he, he he'll give you six, seven innings every night out. You know, he's not going to he's not going to strike out a ton of players, um, but he's not going to strike out a bunch of guys. But, you know, it, it just uh, it, this team is just good, man. Like they just yeah. hit. The, and, you they, know, they're they, going to get better. Tyler O'Neill right. and Paul Goldschmidt have combined yeah. for one home run this year. That will change. Um, Nolan Arenado's locked in early. Yeah. Five home runs for him. And everyone's favorite utility man, Tommy Edmond, three home runs and getting on base at a 421 clip. And to put the cherry on top, Albert Pujols, two home runs, Savant Page Red, 
Um, it's more than just a fairy tale story through the first two weeks this season, which I'm sure is fun, fun story to follow. You know what I'll say about the Cardinals is their defense. Like we know they had the what five gold glovers last year or something. Their defense is so sound. They're so fundamentally sound. They do all the little things. They steal bags. They're just good, fundamentally sound baseball team. They're kind of like the Giants. They kind of remind me of the Giants in that factor. And then again, you mentioned Tyler O'Neill. You know, 257 start, 349 OVP, 113 weighted runs created plus so far, but just the one home runs. He hit 34 last year. You know, he's going to get the power stroke going. And then they haven't gotten guys like Paul DeYoung hitting 167, Harrison Bader hitting 229, Dylan Carlson hitting 158, Paul Goldschmidt hitting 162. Um, you know, these guys haven't really gotten going yet, and they're going to get going eventually. These are all really good players, really good hitters in Major League Baseball, especially a guy like Paul Goldschmidt, you know, one of the most underrated hitters in the league. So this is a team that this offense is already really good, and they're only going to get better. I mean, right now, I think they're sixth in weighted runs created plus in the league. Um, and Nolan Arenado, he's got to be the player of the week, player of the season so far in the NL Central and possibly in Major League Baseball, because through 12 games, he's setting the world on fire. Uh, right now, I think coming into today, he had like 200 and let's see, 276 weighted runs career plus. What a start yeah. for him. It's unreal. And they have a tough um, weekend coming up against your Cincinnati Reds. So it should be a clean sweep on the road in Cincinnati before they head out to take on the Mets. Reds got to um, pick up a win, Clay. They need some. They the need Reds one need or two something. I'll be at the game Sunday to watch Nick Lodolo ha- hopefully earn the win. Just want to say, remind everybody that tomorrow, State of the Division podcast after ours on Friday. Saturday will be the NL West. The NL West version of the podcast will come out tomorrow. We do this every day, Monday through Saturday. And we go from AL East to NL West. The NL West finishes off the week tomorrow. We will talk to you guys next week. Actually, I won't. I'll be graduating college. Clay will be here with somebody pinch hitting for me. So from for Ethan, for Clay, this has been the NL Central State of the Division.